Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Said. Welcome to the latest edition of the Kusafa Show, where we look ahead to the final of the 2021 CAF Women's Champions League Kusafa qualifiers on Saturday, where the Black Rhino Queens of Zimbabwe will take on the top South African outfit, Mamelodi Sundowns, in Durban. They're not just playing for bragging rights in the region, but the winner of this groundbreaking inaugural competition will also book their ticket to the Continental Champions League finals that are scheduled to be played in Egypt later this year. We are also going to hear from South African Football Association President Danny Ordan as he provides some insights into why his organization hired the new coach Hugo Bruce and what they see as the mandate for the Belgian in the coming years ahead. And we also get the thoughts of Namibia coach Bobby Samaria after his side were held to a 1-1 draw by Congo in their 2022 World Cup qualifier in Thursday that was staged at the Orlando Stadium in Johannesburg. But let's talk Women's Champions League first and listen to the thoughts of Black Rhinos Queens coach Kuda Matiwa. His side have reached the final with three straight victories and without conceding a goal. Uh, that was the obvious uh, game plan. We were supposed to, to, to have early goals and unsettle the opponent and then try to be compact so that we don't consider. Because uh, in the same time, in the knockout stages, what is important is a win. If in a half, half score win, we proceed to the final. Anyone, anyone, we are prepared. We've come here to compete. So we are prepared to meet any opponent in the final. Yeah, I'm very happy. Uh, it's very important uh, on a team to have a, a defense which is well organized. You can tell the, the organization was so um, up there and the compactness uh, marshaled by my captain, Talon Mandela, who is very, very experienced. I, I'm very happy with that compactness in, in defense. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy for her. She is a hard worker. Uh, and I'm very happy for the team and for, for, for my country to have such a, a, a talent and a passion, very, very passionate uh, player. She loves the sports. Up against Black Rhinos are Mamelodi Sundowns, who have arguably been the most impressive of the teams at the tournament, but have yet to meet a team of the quality of the Zimbabweans. Here is assistant coach Agnes Nkosi. I am only came in, I'm Shanshi, Benzina. I got from first half, five minutes, the bang is, the bang is, and so Leon Toleo is frustrated, so, and the Slala against tomorrow, so I told my players, you know what, let's calm down, let's begin to pull pants, but still, yeah, but I'm so happy with this penetrator, so that it could be one. Physically, Labantu Lababa strong, point number one. And the footy, they can play, they can play. And the footy, it defends, they are very strong. If you can check my strikers, the Baba Maki, the tight, the Banga Kuni, the Ten, the Banga Kuni, the Benzan, Zubon Buti Labantu Laba, they can play like, like they're waiting as Lalanga Kuni. That's Machid, that's him. Even now, like, as I speak, like, there's something here in my chest. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I thought, like, something was going to happen. Like, like they're going to score. Because was attack. So I was busy shouting with you guys, please, let's kick all the ball forward. So at least I'm here because we've got the three points. At the end of the day. 
Yeah, I they are very strong and we need to switch on. Yeah, definitely we will switch on. So then I think we will play. I'm gonna give them the game. So Baniki came and then Abobas was Niki came. Yeah, Kona they are having experienced players. We are having experienced players. So we're gonna play. Yo, into lena like umshaba wangu pegeti South Africa yangu pegeti nguti melesbuene melesbuene cup. So we have to fight. We have to fight on Saturday. Melesbuene ekaya the trophy. The summer was not meant to be, and double action coach Patrick Koa was left to reflect on their semi-final defeat to Black Rhinos. But he says the experience of being at the tournament will be a huge boost for women's football in Botswana. Uh, first half, not really. Second half, yes. I think uh, the second half, the discussion we had at halftime had an impact on the game. I think we spent uh, 35 of the 45 minutes in their half. And uh, unfortunately, today we didn't get a goal. But I believe that overall, throughout the tournament, we've played very well. We've given a very good account of ourselves and believe that uh, it's the beginning of many things for our football in Botswana, women's football. And, uh, you know, you, you lose, but you are happy that you got out of the group stages and uh, we gave it a, a good run. I think the first thing, and which is important, is that we have to thank Kev and Kosafa for having come up with this tournament because now it means all the leagues... Women's leagues are playing, you know, for something rather than just playing the leagues in their own home countries. What do we take home? We take the fact that uh, this is good experience for us. You know, it's international experience. Uh, it will also help the national teams because I'm sure a lot of the girls that played in this in this tournament were from the national teams. And uh, you know how we do things, the networking that we've done with other coaches, uh, other officials, it will help the region. You know, and we believe that if we individually play amongst ourselves, you know, more four four, four country tournaments. It should be able to help the region going down to the under 15s, you know. It should say, wake up and get up off your butts and do something about the football in the region. Thank you very much. And I say thank you to you guys. I've enjoyed uh, making new friends. And let's hope that uh, we meet again in the next tournament where I win. Green Buffaloes of Zambia were defeated in the semifinals by Mamelodi Sundance, but ran their more fancied opponents close. Coach Carol Kanyembe says they've gained much from their time in Durban. The defeat is painful, but I'm glad that my girls played according to instruction. Only a few lapses that caused that only goal. Uh, there were lapses on our right flank, and that's where they capitalized from. But all in all, our girls were able to implement that which we trained them, and uh, they were able to do what which we taught them. I'm so happy that they, they were confident, and they did exactly what we taught them to do. Uh, the experience here has been very good, because back home, we are the champions. Uh, most of the teams just, uh, we, we, we beat them without uh, Difficulties, But coming here, we've met a lot of different teams that have got different skills, different abilities to bring on board. And going back home, uh, this tournament has really motivated us on the areas that we need to work hard. At least we'll not be training only for the level of our local leagues, but we'll be looking forward to compete among us the best teams in Africa. So this tournament will really give us a zeal and the reason to work hard and continue improving women's football back home. Uh, I think Mami Lodi Sundowns can get it because at least they've got a youthful side as compared to uh, Black Rhinos. Black Rhinos are a bit heavy. They've got the experience, but uh, Mami Lodi are a bit fast. So if, if they, they don't contain them like we do, I think Mami Lodi can carry the thing. 
We move now on to the 2022 World Cup qualifiers where Namibia hosted Congo at the Orlando Stadium in Soweto on Thursday night after their home in Vintuk was deemed not fit for purpose by the Confederation of African Football. Coach, welcome. Uh, very hard fought uh, one old draw. You had your chances, they had their chances. But before we get to that, what's your, what are your impressions of uh, this game? I think the, the margins between the two teams, very thin and few. I think uh, the first half we were very much dominant. We could have seen this game in the first uh, 10 minutes already. We had uh, an open, open chance that we were supposed to play and then of course the player went for glory we did not convert that one but we kept pushing and uh, eventually we were rewarded with uh, the fine goal we came to the break uh, one goal to the good they made their, their, their substitutes putting on uh, changing their, their game model putting on another tall striker and as a result they started to go white and pumping in for their area strengths so that put us under tremendous pressure and uh, one of my second half substitutes made for a wrong decision in the box where he turned towards his own goal. And then he was forced to consider corner. And from the resulting, resulting corner kick, we, we considered. So then the game became level. They started to grow in confidence. We were at the bad foot. But we, we kept pushing, pushing. Towards the end, uh, one of my central defenders was beaten by the slight of the ball. Kepar, uh, the struggle went through. One-on-one with the goalkeeper. Luckily, the upright saved uh, the day for us. Towards the end, on the other hand, we also fought hard, went on the right side, putting a beautiful cross. But unfortunately, our striker could not convert that chance. Instead of heading it down, he went, went straight. So, yeah, I think it was uh, the, the, the outcome of the of the match to me. I think I, I'm satisfied. It's a draw, although we believe that we have uh, dropped uh, two points. We are now going to, to Togo. They have lost to, to Senegal, two goals to not. So we are going there with a the belief that we can go and get something from from. From, from the game. So we look forward to the top of it. Because look at uh, the uh, performance of your side. You say uh, it was dominant, which was, which, which is true. How important was this uh, draw, especially this in seeing that this is the first match of the qualifiers? Uh, you see, for us, it was uh, the objective. Like in any tournament, when you start the tournament, your first game is, it sets the stage for the remainder of the games. So we badly wanted to get the, the three points. The three points did not come our way, but we take the, the point and we take the lessons learned. Uh, and we take those lessons to the next game against uh, against Togo. And how do you see that game against Togo? They yeah, lost, but uh, doesn't mean that yeah, they're inside. No, 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 not at all. I, I watched the game. The, um, Senegal scored, I think, in the 73rd, 72nd. Uh, minute of the game. Also a sloppy goal from the right side. It was a long pass. The right winger made a good run in the, to the inside, played a, a cutback and Sadio Mane scored. And then the, the second one was also scored in the 80th minute, I think. So, But I think the, the other team also had their chances, uh, which they did not convert. So it's not a foregone conclusion that uh, Togo is a weak team. I think they had their moments. Uh, they did not utilize their moments when they pre- presented themselves. So we know it will be a big fight. They had their backs against the wall. So they would want to have a positive result. But we are equally determined to go and get a positive result. Speaking of positives, coach, what positives are you taking from this game? Uh, we are called the Brave Warriors, not for not a fluke that we are called the Brave Warriors. I think what the players brought to this game was a lot of heart, a lot of determination, and uh, their bravery and the effort that they put in, I cannot fault them. Yes, um, the result is not the one that we wanted, but uh, that's football. Uh, take Some you take, some you don't. Don't take so today. We also got away with the upright, and they got away with us missing the sitter. So they're pushing towards all the way towards the end. I take that. And coach, uh, playing home away from home has that affected the team? Has that helped the team? 
Yeah, you see, not really. I think because of the the, the, the pandemic that we are globally faced with, uh, spectators are not allowed to measure results. That was was main advantage that's normally there when we play at home. It's not there. Many of my uh, professional players are also based in South Africa, so they've played at the Orlando Stadium before. In fact, it is a home to, to Dion Hotel. So it's familiar territory for, for many of them. And the pitch was uh, top-notch, I think. Uh, coach, uh, lastly, if you, look near, if you look at the group, this was yeah. the first game, but looking at the group, your chances, uh, the Steelers is when you first received the draw? No, no, I think um, it's not the first game. Anything can still happen. Um, it does not mean that uh, Senegal, because Senegal has the three points in their next match, Senegal can also lose. And then the table will change. So it's important for us to keep the belief, keep the momentum and uh, convert our chances. Thank you very much, Coach. And all the best in the next week. Thank you so much. South Africa are hoping for a clean slate as they welcome Belgian coach Hugo Bruce, starting with a World Cup qualifier against Zimbabwe in Harare on Friday, and then a home meeting with Ghana on Monday. SAFA President Daniel Dan recently gave a wide-ranging interview in which he explained why Bruce had been brought on board and just what they expect from the national team in the next few years. Dr. Yodan, it is the eve of the team departing for Zimbabwe. You addressed the team today, but as you sit as a president of, of SAFA, how comfortable are you that out of the five teams you speak of, that South Africa can book their place to the FIFA World Cup 2022? Uh, yes, I think... Uh... We have hope again. Uh, this is a new beginning. We have a new coach, uh, new assistant coach, new technical staff, uh, new media, new medical staff, new goalkeeper coach, and young players. You look at their faces. Some of them are still babies and was thrown into international football. So it's a fresh start, a new vision, a new path, a new direction, and the first match against Zimbabwe in Harare in an uneven pitch is going to be a huge test for this team. And if they can get positive results there, I think we are on the way of the renewal of, of the corner. New could also mean hard to break in. I'm thinking of a new pair of boots or a new yeah. pair of shoes yeah. that it's always uncomfortable to wear in the beginning until you wear it in. Is it the same for this team with a new coach where you speak of hope and so much is heaped on the team that you hope they don't crack under pressure, but that they do go for the, the end goal? No, no, I think that uh, certainly uh, it's not new in the sense it's the first international because remember, the majority of the players form part of the Kosafa Cup where they played against Senegal, they played against Zambia, they played against uh, Southern African teams, including Senegal, and they matched Senegal. The other half of the team comes from the Olympics. So there they played uh, against Japan, against France, and against France in particular. They showed that they can compete. So when I say new, it is, yes, it's the first time that they will play together under the new coach. Uh, and you could not ask for a greater challenge than the opening match of a World Cup qualifier away from home against a neighboring country uh, that is both talented and physical. So it's going to be a huge test for them. But uh, that is where we have to start. And, and that is the first challenge that they face. Mm -hmm. And we can just wish them all the best. What is Coach Hugo Bruce's mandate? I mean, in the press conference, when he mentioned and named the 31-man squad, he said, you know, win or lose, I will still be here. However, I want to go to the World Cup. But I'm sure in meetings, you've sat down with him and said, this is where we need to get to. So what is his mandate? Look, 
We've tried to qualify for World Cup and AFCON with 30-something players. We didn't make... And therefore, when we called Bruce, it's because he was a coach of Cameroon. And when he started, he had to also bring an end to all of those great players in Cameroon, but who are over the 30s. Uh, it was also towards the end of the career of, of a player like Samuel Eto'o, like Rigobert Song. These are the giants in Cameroonian football. And he started afresh with a young team, and therefore nobody gave that team a chance uh, in Cameroon uh, or outside of it. And he brought those young boys, and they won the AFCON. And all of a sudden... Cameroon had a new generation of players. And this is what we said to him. His contract is until 2026, which means it's the next world. And so what we will uh, demand from him is qualification for uh, the next FCOM and the next World Cup. And this is the beginning of that path. And it happens to be a World Cup qualifier. But no team plays in any tournament for any qualification without the desire to actually win it actually to qualify. And does he understand and we understand. So you're in agreement then that this is the future of Fafana Bafana. This is the next generation that will take Fafana Bafana to, to the great heights that we know they can reach. Look, this team has won six consecutive victories for Bafana in recent times. Uh, we beat Uganda, we beat Senegal, we beat uh, Swaziland, Mozambique, all of these countries that we struggle to even play a draw. Uh, so, and this team managed to beat them. We have to just, they have an unbeaten record of six consecutive victories. So give the young boys a chance. All of the matches that we talked with home, this match is away. All those matches were friendly and for soccer. From, this is a World Cup qualifying opposition teams, and that is the test that they now will have to face, is bring more aggression. So I think it's good that the test comes early, comes in their first match, uh, so that the next match is Ghana. So they will have to quickly, quickly adjust and, and, and adapt to the rigors of, of major international football. Do you think it's sort of like one fix fits all? I'm going to put it that way because, yes, Coach Bruce had had success with the Cameroonian team and what it is he did there. And do you think that the same approach would work for us here in South Africa? What worked for Cameroon then is those young boys want success, you know, but you could see they struggled. They wanted to succeed. They wanted to win. And he managed to instill in them a discipline, a passion, a drive for success. And that was missing uh, in, in, in South African football. And I think that if we can help these young players, because obviously they are talented, they can. As a nation looks onto a Bafana Bafana, yes, it puts smiles on the faces of South Africans when they won Kasafa. Do you feel the pressure as president? But often when it comes to World Cups and it comes to AFCOMs, we're a little apprehensive. I mean, I think even myself as a football-loving person, like here we go again with great hope, yet room for a little disappointment. Well, I think uh, there is no success without failure. There's, uh, if you're in football, uh, there's always the possibility of failure. Uh, look what happened to world champion France in the Euro finals. Look what happened to uh, England. Uh, yes, but you must pick yourself up and move on. You can't, as many South Africans want, you see it even in top football, want to break the house down, finish. Team wins. Uh, Everybody is great and wonderful. And if the team loses, everybody must go. Coach must go. The chairman must go. The players must go. The players are useless. Football has the element of both victory and failure. Mm -hmm.
it also feels a lot like a stop and a start and a stop and a start when we change coaches at the rate that we do change coaches in the national team. Is this it? Are we laying down a foundation that we're not about to change anytime no, soon? We're, we're, we've given him a contract for five years. To, we'll walk the path for five years. And he's got all the support. He's got all the support. And, and he's got all the whatever he requires. And we have people around him, the manager, the HOD, who must communicate if there's any issue. And we ask them, don't keep quiet, tell us if there's any issue or any problem. We need to fix it. We need to support the team. We want success. The country wants success. The people want success. The president wants success. Yes, the president wants <laughs> success. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to succeed, but uh, we must not destroy our young players in the process. We must build them, we must install confidence, we must encourage them, and um, I think they will learn, and we'll see that uh, the next match, uh, how Harare uh, and Zimbabwe will deal with them, and then but in days is Ghana, uh, and then we'll have a, a fair uh, time to make the assessment of uh, just where are they the areas that needs to be strengthened. And remember, the coach will have to make his own assessment. You cannot expect any coach to pick a team first time around. Every position is just the right play in the right position. And that, that doesn't happen. So we, we should be patient to give the coach a chance, a uh, few matches, but we want to see a difference in the mentality, in the structure, in the ability to compete uh, and they must contest and they must play football. South Africans want to see good football. That's it for another episode of the Kusafa Show. We look forward to your company again in two weeks' time when we will start to look ahead to the Kusafa Women's Championship that will be held in Nelson Mandela Bay towards the end of September. And of course, we'll have a look at more of the World Cup qualifiers from this month. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Mm-hmm.